the slack guy. Is there any topics or anything you want to discuss this week that I might not have seen? Um, no, can't think of anything. Alright, so we're just winging again then? Hello and welcome to the Sly Guy podcast with me, Dave Elliott. I'm a little bit uncomfortable here just to start because my wallet was a wee bit tight in my trousers, obviously because so full of cash as I'm a stripper in my spare time. And unfortunately for strippers, everything is plastic these days. So, you know, like ways of paying and also their bodies. But yeah, so I'm comfortable now. I'm ready to start the podcast. I'm, I'm actually super comfortable today, Benny. I've got my... My, my sweat's on, normally I wear jeans, normally I make an effort, I dress up nice, I wear nice shoes, but today I've just got my sweat bottoms on and a hoodie, and here we are, because you can't see below the table, there are some weeks I wear nothing, I come in and I'm, Ben's like, why do you have no bottoms on, and I'm like, who sponsors the podcast, he says Manscaped, and I say, sniff my bag, and he's like, it's a bit aggressive, but then does it, and he's like, to be fair, pretty fresh, isn't it? Yeah. Every week we sniff each other's bags because we both use ball deodorant. We do 69s, but we don't suck. We just sniff. You know, uh, he comes at me and he, he sniffs it. Kind of <laughs> he sniffs it like, you know, like like he's found a wee, a wee top hat on the ground at a bakery. He just picks it up and he goes, that's wee top hat smells nice. Whereas when I smell Ben, it's like a it's like a guy with a fresh cigar. You know, I just uh, sniff it up and down. And then just going to be... We snip out and chop the end off, but I mean, that's enough about our private business because that's not actually a sponsorship read, thankfully, because they would just knock us in the head straight away if that was the case. But yeah, Ben, we're here. We're back, everybody. Welcome again to the podcast. I've got into the habit, I've noticed, if you've sent me any clips to start a podcast, anytime I start my arms go up, thankfully, I don't have sweaty armpits at this stage, so that's a bonus. I'm feeling really, really opposite of sweaty today because I've got my hair cut. For those of you watching on the YouTube, you'll see my hair is looking very sweet. When it's at this length, it actually looks bizarrely that I have more hair. It's a wee bit of uh, some sort of, what's that word, uh, an optical illusion. It looks, even though I have less hair, it looks like I have more hair. Because when the hair gets longer, it gets thinner, it pulls apart, it looks terrible. Um, whereas now it's tightly cut, I don't have to wear hats anymore. I'm not sweaty, I'm feeling fresh. And it's probably because it's the middle of the winter as well. But hey, listen... I'm in, I'm tight, I've been to the personal stylist, as you can tell, if again you're watching the podcast, I care a lot about personal style and fashion, I am a fashionista, um, if you are Dunn Stores, or if you are um, Giacomo, get in touch, we're interested in sponsorships, now listen, we may need a bigger table because we have a lot of sponsors here, but you know, if the right person comes along, we may just... Get rid of some of these guys, you know. If the right guy comes along, these guys can go lay off. Um, no disrespect to these guys, love you all, but yeah. Um, so we're there, it's good. It's, you know, it, it's winter. Now I think it's fair to say it's winter. Um, it's cold. That Also, I neglected the fact that when I got my hair cut, I would get colder. And that's an unfortunate side effect of, of getting uh, effectively a hat taken away from your head you get colder and you know if you didn't even know how cold it was you know how you know in many respects that winter's coming then you know how you know winter is coming it starts to snow no that's just fake news that people are like oh it's snowing it's winter no how you know winter is coming 
is people are starting to eat stew. I had my first bowl of stew today, which was the sign of winter, which is great. Why I love stew especially is because my wife is a vegetarian, so she can't eat stew, so it's more for me. I get to sit with a big bowl of buttery stew and get into me, and I feel great. And that's in many respects how you know winter's coming because it's because there's stew on the table. Ben, you know how you know winter's coming? The night's watcher on the stew. <laughs> you know how you know <laughs> the John Snow says winter's coming? The stew on the table. The night's watcher on the stew. And then people might be like, but John Snow, it's only a one-off. Maybe they just haven't stew because they got nothing else, John Snow. And he'll be like, no. John Snow sent Samuel Targi, or Targi, whatever his bloody name is, to Macro to get HP sauce to the Tory bastard. And that's how you know it's winter. He's on the stew. Miss Game of Thrones. A lot. You bastard. Um, what was that about? You gasped there. Do you miss it too? Didn't realise it was Game of Thrones. Oh, didn't you? <laughs> oh, this guy, he just lives in a bubble in the studio. In many respects. People call Ben. The Elizabeth Fritzel of podcast production because he is kept against his will in a room by someone he calls Daddy. And he is also a real freak looking guy. So, yeah, that's what we're at. And hopefully, for next week, maybe I will take one of my daughter's tablets. Um, I mean, only one of my daughters has a tablet because it'd be completely obscene. If an eight-week-old baby had a tablet, they just watch it. Maybe I should do. I'd just be like, "That's that's the Masters golf. Watch that and fuck up." But my two-year-old has a tablet. I will bring her tablet next week. I'll get Game of Thrones on it. You can watch that. You'll be like, "That was the reference I busted and made there." John Snow on the stew. Why did I speak like that? Who knows? But yeah, that's how I know it's winter. I'm on the stew. I'm feeling husky. I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling nice. I, I said before that autumn was shit. Fuck autumn, it's in the past. We're driving forward towards winter. And, and I mean, all things considered, it's okay. You know, we spoke on last week's podcast about how I felt in relation to Christmas decorations and things. Just want to point out, this week, put my Christmas tree up. I put my decorations up. They are up. I've come into the studio today to realise you've not decorated your house, Ben. So it's quite... It's just empty, it's miserable, there's a piss pot in the corner and there's some some bones which is weird because I didn't actually leave him any cooked food so what he's probably done is just found a rat and eaten it and as a snake rat that's probably a form of cannibalism, pretty weird. So that's that's where we're at. Um, I don't even know what I said before I said that about you eating things, was it? Christmas decorations, but this is a problem, you know why? Once again, you know what I've been powered by? The drug, the sugary coffee. I came here today, on the way up, I was like, I can't do the podcast with my sugary coffee. I need to get that buzz. I need the, oh, the sugar in me and I need the, the caffeine to make me go. Oh. So I sometimes lose my train of thought, but that's just what you get. The Christmas decorations are up. And um, we made a bit of a balls up in terms of Christmas decorations. Uh, last year, once Christmas went over, my wife, as a, I mean, i got to pick my words carefully here, as a full tramp, went to a garden centre like the week after Christmas and just bought a load of decorations because they were all on sale. I don't know whether I spoke about it on this podcast or the Patreon podcast, but one of the podcasts I spoke about how we got a Christmas tree. I said it was 180 quid. I was corrected. My wife was like, that was not 180 quid. It's 300 quid and it was half price, the 150 quid. Then it was half price again, which is like 75 quid. And then after that, we realised it was broke. So we got it for like 40 and then when we brought the tell, it was 30. 
So he got a £300 Christmas tree for 30 quid, which you're probably thinking to yourself, £300 Christmas tree in the beginning, probably a little affluent, probably a little expensive for a Christmas tree. Why is it that price? And I would say, having put the tree up, it's because it's about 17 feet tall. It's far too big from a bastard house. I put it in the room with the world's biggest dining table and basically there's no room for me. That's where I would sit in these lockdown times to work. So I'm just in, in a corner of my room looking like Donald Trump when he was dissing disabled people, you know, trying to work. <laughs> and <laughs> that's where I am because it's a big fucker of a Christmas tree, this big table, and then, to be fair, a very big lump of a man. But... It's decorated, it looks pretty. There's a thousand other new decorations that Tramp bought in the sales as well last year. So for some reason, we now have a projector out the front of the house, which I disagree with. She thinks it's really cool. I just think to myself, why have you got a projector at the front of the house? Like, what is projecting? And obviously, you're probably thinking what's projecting is like snowflakes or like Christmas trees, swastikas. My house just has a big swastika going back and forward. And I said to her, look, that's inappropriate. We should not have a swastika emblazoned across the front of our house, whether it's Christmas or not. And she said, yes, but it was 150 And I went, well, when you put it like that, how much was it when you got it? And she's like, it was probably 25 quid. And I went, well, that's a bargain. You know, fly the flag. You know, I'm just going to be careful how I do that. But yeah, so we've got the swastika out the front, the projector. Um, we've got the big Christmas tree. We've got garlands. Um, you know, Judy, garlands ashes on my... <laughs> on my mantelpiece and that's good if you don't have any coke left and as well as that we have a lot of lights a lot a lot of lights lights on lights on lights lights and shapes lights and shapes of polar bears lights and shapes of snowflakes lights and shapes of santa lights and shapes of dicks i don't know what they are they're actually just my private dicks but we're just we're decorated up and we're feeling very festive but at the same time i need to stop her getting from any sales because fuck knows what's going to be next year and I'm, I'm just starting to feel it and I think it's okay because see now like it's what when this podcast comes out the 26th of November it's nearly December you know it's nearly December I think any of you people out there they're like you can't put listen you can't leave your house at the minute so you know, just enjoy a wee bit of Christmas cheer get the Christmas movies on you know watch whatever you associate with Christmas whether that be The Miracle on 34th Street or um, The Grinch or Home Alone or Showgirls, whatever associates Christmas with yourselves, get it on and enjoy it. And Ben, we spoke last week, you were very anti-Christmas decorations. Where do you stand on that? Are you are you loosening any? Are you ready to put them up soon? I was tempted to go a bit earlier. Nice. I, I was shut down. Well, who were you shut down by? The wife. Which is quite ironic for your wife to shut you down for coming early because normally that's something that you know she'd be quite against you know but I mean that's that's, that's fair um, but she said no nope. why is she just like an anti-joy she's 1st of December and that's that right okay maybe she should actually borrow my swastika projector because it sounds like she is that kind of regime in your house she's like this is the 1st of December only for Christmas and if you disagree I've tampered with the shower go wash you know I think I think what you should do is try to you know, get in there and say, listen, just one year, please, can I, can I come a bit early, please? Would that be okay? And see what you see. Because at the end of the day, you know, next year, hopefully, the world will be better again. You know, and by better, I mean, I hope that a lot of people who, you know, have caused a lot of trouble this year have perished with the coronavirus. I hope, you know, the weak have been stricken off. I hope they're gone. And I hope next year it's a brand new start. 
you know, there'll be no virus anymore. I hit the mic there, I'm sorry. Um, and I just hope it's a lot better because it's still a bit of a problem, you know, I think. Um, you know, I think a lot of people have a lot of views on the, the, the virus and how the restrictions are. Um, I'm going to put you in the spot again, Ben. We're going to start having the mic you up here. What do you think about the restrictions? Are you pro-restrictions? Are you against them? What do you think? Are you Do you believe that this is a... Do you believe in coronavirus or is it a conspiracy? What's your thoughts on that? Yeah. Um, you believe in it or it's a conspiracy? I, that was an, um, a very ambiguous answer. I yeah. believe in it, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. I feel very much like, again, I said at the very start when this came out, I was like, oh, this is an inconvenience. You know, at the very beginning of March, you're like, yeah, we're in lockdown, you've stayed in your house. I was like, that's an inconvenience. But I think my first reaction was, we're stuck. It is what it is. You carry on. I like the way everyone was bandying together. They were all sort of, it was almost like a modern day war effort. You know, people were like, we must stick together. We must look out for each other. I was murdering people on the beaches with an accent. You know what I mean? That was just how I adapted to it. But I think what we we all at the beginning were like, right, we have to do what we have to do. People were out clapping the NHS every Thursday. It was all, whereas now people just don't give a fuck anymore. You know, people have let, I think their own boredom and possible selfishness get the better of the common sense. And and what I think is mad is you have people on, again, Facebook, bar it, shut it down, having platforms to say things based on, I mean, just things they've read online. Like you have proper scientists, virologists going, you need to lock this down. You need to try and knock things in the head. And you have people like Sammy Wilson going, I'll not be fucking held down. And you're like, Sammy. You know, you, you can't even wear a mask. The guy the guy wears a mask like a gag ball. You know, his nose is out. It's just... And he still talks. And his hands, have you seen, have you seen his hands? He's, he's out eating an ice cream, being like, I'll not be muzzled when I eat ice cream. And it looks like his hands, he's either been working on cars all day, or he's a gardener, or he shoves both his hands up his own arse all day. And I don't think he's a horticulturist or a mechanic. So there you, there you have my opinion, what Sammy Wilson's been doing up his hole all day and I don't think that's a guy they take advice from really so I think everybody's kind of losing around themselves yes the government are like we're not going to lock down but then we are it's a wee bit you know like I feel like speaking to my personal stylist when he gave me this really dope haircut he was like well it's weird that they let us open for a week and then shut us down like would they not just keep everything shut for that extra week you know what I mean and, he, and I get that that's his job and all but he was like by the time we get people in Everyone's going to be bombing out the places, going to shops, going to this and that. It's going to get worse and then there'll have to be another one down the line. And see if I miss, I'm supposed to go going to Galagorm on the 14th of December, me and my wife. And listen, I'm not going to the Galagorm. <laughs> I'm not going to the Galagorm to revise, all right? I'm not going to the Galagorm to relax. I'm going there to fucking drill, all right? So if I don't get there, I am going to be raging. And if people are reckoning, I'm going to be raging. Like, do you see the, the queues outside Primark? Oh, my God. Like, people are like, right, there's a lockdown coming. Why does everyone queue outside Primark? That's what I, I just don't get. Why Primark? You know, if it was Marks and Spencer, so I'd go, okay. I understand why you would want the Premier brand. Obviously, they're, they're shortbread and they're grapes. Like, the grapes, the, Marks and Spencer's grapes are that size. They're juicy. They're, they're, they're the, do you ever have Marks and Spencer's grapes, Ben? Nope. Jeez. See, if whenever I inevitably get put in prison, I will request as my last meal 
just a load of Marks and Spencer scrapes with other stuff as well, modest beer and a, and a dirty cock and cow box, of course. But definitely those grapes, they're so delicious. But I don't know if Primark do grapes because, I mean, I've said this before, I sit here on my throne as the king of North Down and I very rarely leave North Down and thankfully it's been decreed by the people that there will be not be a Primark in North Down and I think that's a fair place way to be and people will be like but there's one in, in, in ours and I'll be like that doesn't count that's not the kingdom of North Down that's out, That's kind of put away that's a wee bit like the Central African Republic it's there but sh- ignore it you know it doesn't matter it's not affecting the actual you know kingdom I'm talking Gold Coast here you know so that's fine but the people in Primark I don't know what they're like they're, they're thinking to themselves oh I'm going to be locked down here See, before I get knocked down, fucking, I know it's going to kill coronavirus. And it's like, well, what's that, mum? Fucking me and a Bambi 90. And I'd be like, well, that would kill a lot of things, the sight of a lot of those women in Bambi 90s. You know, there. And then they'd be like, oh, I need to go, need, need to go out, need to, need to go out and get our shame a, a Spider-Man house coat. And it's like, a house coat, just a dressing, a dressing gown, you know. And they think that if he's got Spider-Man house coat, he's Spider-Man. Spider-Man's not going to get killed by coronavirus, is it? And then the irony is Spider-Man got killed by a dude just doing that. Like So, I mean, I think coronavirus is definitely going to wipe him out for sure. But they're doing that. That's fine. McDonald's. People are going crazy as well. This guy trying to get his way into McDonald's. He got chokeslammed by a bouncer and put unconscious. The only thing about it is the bouncer didn't pin him. Because if he pinned him, he would have definitely got the three count for sure. Belfast, going mad. In another lockdown. Guys, just get inside. Get inside, lock the doors, put the feet up, start Christmas celebrations a little bit early. Ben, tell your wife for one year only, I'm fucking running the show, and just put the tree up. And would she come to blows with you? If you started putting the tree up, would she physically attack you? Probably. Risk it. Tell her I will come round with my projector, and I and, and I will and she'll have to be distracted by me, because she'll be like, do not have a swastika on my wall, please, please stop that, please. And by the time she's arguing with me, you can have a tree up. And it's skeleton form and it'll have to decorate. And then the kids will see it and be like, ah, oh, Christmas. And then, you know, she'll have to keep it up. So that's where we're at, you know. I think what's happening here is we're all losing our minds a little bit. The lockdown's coming in. But what I would suggest doing is, um, you know, it's going to be a tough time. Let's put it like that. We all know it's going to be tough. People's mental health will be... Um, will be challenged a lot of people will be feeling really rough during the second lockdown especially in the winter people will be feeling really sad and really um dejected and down in the dumps and maybe having pretty bad thoughts as to what you know they might do themselves and i'd obviously say if that is the case if you are feeling really down um and you're struggling which you know i know a lot of people will be and have been is the only way to sort of remedy that in any way is to go to Patreon and subscribe to my channel. You know, that's the only way that you're going to feel any better is to go over to patreon.com forward slash the Sly Guy Podcast with Dave Elliott and get bonus content, you know, for less than a fiver a month. For less than a fiver a month, you can get, you know what, how many bonus episodes we have now, Ben? 40. That's 10. But imagine that times four is 40. So there's 40 bonus episodes. There's bonus clips. There's other things. Ben and I just came up with a great idea for um the patreon before we recorded this and we'll probably record it within the next um couple of well in the next month would say maybe just after christmas what do you think yeah maybe because it involves my physical health so we want to maybe give me a chance to get through christmas first um before that but it's a, it's a good idea i am um, also in terms of the next two weeks with the restrictions coming in Ben has decided, not me, he's decided 
he doesn't want to come out. I said to him, you need to bubble with me. You and your family need to bubble with my family. And he's like, but you won't have your my family in your house. And I said, I know. He's living the streets. I keep you kept in an attic out of the way. And I'm not letting you in my house. But he's like, no, but you said we could bubble. And I said, bubble. But it doesn't mean you can leave where I keep you as a prisoner. So the chance is you stay here. Leave your family in the street. We record the podcast. You know what he said? No. He said, I'd rather chance my arm in a hostel. And I went, all right. You do you for two weeks. You go into the hostel and pay with it with your wages that I pay you to produce this podcast. But I'm not going to let you on a holiday for two weeks. No way. Not a full two weeks. I'm going to get my clips. I'm going to send you the full podcast. I'm going to make you make clips. I'm going to make you put that logo somewhere in the area so it looks branded. And then I'm going to make you... In fact, I'm not going to have these in the in the thing. I might just hold them up. You know, I could do that, couldn't I? But again, maybe we'll just have it like just Davy's, Davy's Lockdown Bunker. You know, that could be something that might be interesting to people but the podcast will carry on you know um like like a snake rat leaving a sinking ship i will be like the captain of the titanic and i'll be standing there going down on the ship and i want to say that's only a turn of phrase because in real life i'd be more like billy zane on the titanic i'd be beating off women to get in the boat to be headbutting kids and diving in because everyone knows the champion needs to be saved but above all else the podcast will continue so yes will not be in this fabulous bespoke studio, but we will be um, still coming out with the, with the content. You know, I'm a content creator. A lot of people say I'm an influencer, I'm a celebrity, I'm a content creator, I'm a superstar, I'm a very modest individual, and I'm very level and grounded. But, you know, I am what I am. I'm here I'm, uh, producing content and, you know, Ben can try and do his own thing, but ultimately Ben can suck my dick and I don't give a fuck, you know, so we think that, Ben. Don't care, because I'm the boss. So there we are. Speaking of bosses, Benny, um, you know who's bringing us the podcast this week? Would it be... Ben and Adrianos? Ben and what? Try it again. <laughs> who's bringing us... It's a bit of Shannon. So Now, the podcast is brought to you by Bebe Adrianos. Mexicanos, which is, as I've said before on the podcast, the best Mexican restaurant slash takeaway in Northern Ireland. We all know by now, Bebe Adriano's provides quality food using only the freshest local ingredients. Everything is prepared from scratch on site. I recommend that it's brilliant. The burritos, fajitas, box meals, boom, boom, salad bowls, everything you can want, both tasty and also healthy. And um, you might know, might know this if you haven't listened before the podcast, but Bebe Adriano's are up for two different awards. Northern Ireland's Best Mexican Establishment at the Northern Ireland Food Awards and the Best Healthy Takeaway at the Northern Ireland Takeaway Awards in January. So there you have it. You know, these guys get the respect of the food industry and they get the respect of me. And you know what, Ben? There's something extra exciting to talk about this week. And do you want to guess what it is? More food. Very right. More food. Worst English for me ever. Very right, mate. They have got a Christmas wrap. What's a Christmas wrap? I hear you scream. It's turkey, ham, stuffing, chipolata sausages, crispy chicken, sweet potato fries, lettuce and cranberry mayo served in a 12-inch wrap. And you know I love nothing more 
the delicious 12-inch surprise. And that's what you can get at Bebe Adriano's with. The Christmas wrap is exclusively available on their very own app. It's the only place you can order it is on the app. If you download the app now, you can get 10% off your first order, which I highly recommend. I've said before in the podcast, they've got the Dirty Cock and Cow boxes, which are absolutely amazing. You know, We love them. We eat them again. Look at me at the minute. I'm, I'm trimming up. People are probably looking from the first episode going, who's this really sexy it's me, and I'm still eating their food because they are they are healthy, they are delicious, they're Bebe Adriano's. Ben, real quickly, what a dirty cotton cow box is, sweet potatoes, fries, just sweet potatoes, sweet potato fries, fries, Mexican chicken, marinated steak, peppers, onions, dressed lettuce, sweet corn salsa, tomato salsa, and a choice of sauce, which you know, my choice of sauce, the sauce of the people, is smoked paprika. So there you have it. So what I said earlier, 10% off when you download the Bebe Adriano's app for the first time. Well worth that. Get yourself in the car, head down to Bangor in the Gold Coast. I give you clearance to get in, unless you're from Ards and then you can just stay there. But anywhere else, come to the Gold Coast, check it out. If you're like me and you want to ring them, hit their number 0-9-1-4-7-9-9-8. That's 0-9-1-4-7-9-9-8. You will not regret it. You know what else you won't regret, guys? No, you making less noise. I was going to say, <laughs> the podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped. Ben. Yes, Dave. Yes, Dave. You have got hairy balls and they're gross. What I say to do is get this. I've said to you, you can use this. I've said to you, I will use this on you. I said, see when we finish recording, take your trousers down, turn over, bend over, and let me shave your balls. And you said, Dave, that's pretty weird. Why would I bend over with my bare arse out and let you shave my balls? It's an unorthodox angle to shave balls. And I said, Ben, because I've got the lawnmower 3.0 here from Manscaped. Manscaped is taking over the world and finally it's available in Europe. Even though it's been sponsoring the podcast for probably a long time, you should know it's available in Europe because I've got shaved balls. If you haven't tried the lawnmower 3.0, the electric trimmer is the thing you need. You've been missing out. It's the greatest ball hair trimmer on planet Earth. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents to keep your nuts smooth as a baby's butt. Weird as a father of two little babies that you would compare your own balls to the baby's butt. But hey, in many respects, those babies came from the balls, so you got to, you know, connect it and respect it. Um, but this gear is premium. The battery lasts up to 90 minutes, so you can really have a spa experience. You can shave in the shower. You can shave in the bathroom, in the street. You can shave with the fuck. You can go up to the police station, knock the door, and be like, knock, knock, and the constable will come to the door and go, what can I do for you? And be like, look at these shaved nuts, bro. And then there you go, because that's not what the lawnmower 3.0 does. Also, as well as this, you can get this unbelievable weed whacker, which is how you just trim your nose hair without pulling any nose hair out or ear hair. If you're an old bastard like me, you can do that. Also, I have not don't know if anyone's tried this before, but if you get hair coming out the actual tip of your penis, this is the job for you, the weed whacker as well. And that's all from Manscaped. And if you want to use some Manscaped products, you want to get them, it's coming up to Christmas, you want to treat somebody, what's a better way to treat your boyfriend, husband, partner, the guy you're having an affair with, your dad, than giving them the gift of a clean-shaven ball bag? And that's what you can do with Manscaped by going to www.manscaped.com forward slash nothing just www.manscape.com and use the discount code SLYGUY for 20% off and free shipping that's manscape.com 20% off using the code SLYGUY and then it said forward slash again using the code SLYGUY for the 20% discount and free shipping all caps use it shave your balls spruce them up 
you know, just make your taint amazing, guys. You know, lick it, smoke it, do whatever you want to it. Have a great time. And last but never least, the Sci-Guy Podcast is brought to you in association with Modest Beer. Those of you watching on the YouTube may see there's three other cans here of Modest, different than the other weeks. Yes, because Modest have quite the range of beers. And you know what? They wouldn't boast about it because they're modest but modest are an independent brewery crafting small batch beers for discerning drinkers like me like ben like all the listeners of the podcast it's brewed in Cannes in hollywood county down modest are on a journey with one clear goal in mind and ben is that to revolutionize the craft beer movement no it's not it is to add to an already flourishing market modest are joyous responsible honest and most of all modest if you want to check out more about modest beer go to the website which is www.modestbeer.co.uk yes it is or check out their socials at modest beer some exciting new modest news coming in the next couple of weeks too so if you're using any of these products if you go to bebe adriano's if you get a manscaped if you drink modest beer tag me on the instagram stories put them up there let them know that you heard about it in the podcast I'll share it out there. We'll be spreading the word. And genuinely, I've said it before, I would not have any sponsors on this podcast that I personally didn't either A, use or B, recommend. And a 10 out of 10 recommend all of these. And what I recommend doing more than anything else is drinking some Modest, eating a dirty cotton cow box, shaving your ball bag. What a Saturday night that is. Especially in lockdown. You know, I, again, I've suggested the Manscaped some ideas for them. I said, why don't you have a, have a promotion? And they went, what do you mean? I said, why don't you start a thing called lockdown cockdown? And they're like, what do you mean by that? And I mean, when you're in lockdown, you shave your cockdown and then you just get a load of videos. I said, like, get all the guys to send me videos of them using the tool. Just me getting videos of guys, with their dick. yeah, their dicks are out, but they're shaving them. You know, ideally it's easier to shave. You're erect. I say, guys, send me photos and videos of your, your erections when you're using the, the tool. That's all I want to see. Cocks, you know? Manscaped said no to that idea. But anyway, it doesn't matter because we're a team. I love you guys. You love... I don't know if you love me, but, you know, it's it's all love. Ben, how long have you been speaking there for? Uh, just under half an hour. Just under half an hour. You know what that means, Ben? It's time for your favourite segment and mine. Home time. Listeners' questions. Ben, definitely edit that out. You've really embarrassed me there. Um, listeners' questions this week. First question is from... My uh, my sensei, in many respects, John Joe Flood, my my online trainer, the guy that's getting me in fucking great shape. A minute, a minute. By the way, I've lost a bit more weight this week, so I'm feeling good. I've done two two training sessions already, and it's only Tuesday, and it's starting on Monday, so one day on Tuesday, I've trained. Um, and John Joe has said, Dave, now you've got yourself another chill. Um, have you given any thought to getting your yogurt slinger decommissioned? Um. You know what? Yeah, I think to be to be honest, in the very beginning, I was like, you know, maybe I'll have one more because let's be honest, I had to have two girls. Um, I kind of would like, I, I I sort of thought I wanted a boy a bit too, you know. But now I've got two girls, I'm like, nah, I just don't want any more kids. Fuck that, you know. At the beginning, I was like, oh, it'd be nice to have a boy and a girl. Now I have two girls. The people are like. But you know, you'd like to have one of each, and I think, nah, why it's good to have two girls is because when I'm old and infirm, girls are more caring. You know, they would look after you and be more sensible and bring you clean clothes when you shit yourself in the home. You know, that, and that's something I like. And again, at the moment, I clean their bottoms, so whenever they're a bit older, you know, they owe me a favour. So I think that the girls would do that, whereas boys would probably be like, just die, Dad, and give me your money. Because I you know that's what I'm like with my parents. Whenever they're like, oh, we need some help, I'm like, no, just croak it and leave me all your money, it'll be fine. 
you know, don't leave me your dog because he's a piece of shit. But the rest of that, I'll take. You know, I will dump a lot of your belongings out, and I'll probably sell your house, probably sell all your your personal belongings that you really love for profit for me. Probably try and buy out my sister. Probably bring the will to a solicitor and say to them, "Listen, my sister, not right in the head. She's a doughhead. You know, she's. I mean, I don't know if that's the medical term for somebody that's mentally unwell, a doughhead. But I'll go to them and say, my sister's a doughhead. Sign her out." I'll get all her assets, I'll get all my mum and dad's assets, bar the dog, because he'll be taxidermy, and that's fine, you know, and that's what I would look to do, but again, I think, because I have two daughters, there's no sly guys in there, there's no guys that'll just fucking wreck everything, you know, so, I think that's the bright side, so I think I am ready to, you know, get rid of, of the, the, the tool, so to speak, um, I know a lot of people often sort of say, you know, when you finish having a kid, I don't know if you have thought about this, Ben, yourself, or you know what the, the process is, but, you know, whenever you've had children, what they tend to do is they do an operation where it's called the Ken operation, which is you go in and they just take everything. They they cut off your testicles. They cut off your, your penis. And they, they trim your pubes, because if you just the pubes and nothing, it'd be really weird. And they kind of just, like, use, like, essentially a big... I mean, this is what I've heard, and I saw this actually on Reddit, so I know it's true. They take this like a big soldering iron. Three doctors come in and they carry it, and they just solder where your dick and balls were, and then you've nothing there anymore. And that's how you you no longer have kids. So, I I mean, I think, yes, I don't know. I, I would be happy if I didn't have any more children. You know, I think I obviously regret having two, and I think if I had any more, I'd regret that even more. So I think if I just do that, that'll be fine but I don't think I'm quite ready to have the Ken treatment yet I feel like you know and I need to pay out my willy because once you get the Ken treatment what happens is you pay out your bum which is really degrading as a guy to have to do that but you know I, th- I think you know if that's what you mean John Joe the, the Ken treatment no I'm not ready for that but yes I would potentially you know consider you know wearing a condom really going forward and I've been totally against that idea for my religious and beliefs, but you know, I've kind of, I've kind of, um, you know, dealt with consequences and not wearing rubber johnnies now, having it. So there you have it. Gnome Gnomes has said, um, oh, she sent me a link to a story of about a pilot who's drawn a penis in the sky with a jet to support the Russian football captain. I mean, I don't know why it's supporting a Russian football captain drawing a. Pe- Can you get that story up, Ben? Please, be king, king to see. I'd find out why it supports. Because again, I don't know the. The Wi-Fi here to say it. So, what what's the story there? Have you got it? I just googled Russian football captain penis. So. I mean, Ben, why, it's weird that it popped up in your screen as an already searched item, but good luck to you. But um, she said, clearly stole this idea off Aaron Butler. Yes, my friend, um, a fellow comedian, Aaron Butler, went out <coughs> for a jog and ran a certain way to make the shape of a penis on a Strava map, and uh, he actually did it. He was very bored in lockdown, yes, and he maybe is a bit soft in the head now too. But yeah, that was an impressive sight, and it was a fair, to be fair, quite a decent penis he drew. Um, you found that story? Yep, so two Russian pilots um, basically did a penis. Nice. Um, and on, but, like, the aerial map, so like yeah. the, where it was. So uh, against the ban imposed on Zenit St. Petersburg captain, um, he was dropped from the Russian national team after a leaked video appeared to show him masturbating. Nice. I mean, that's what you gotta love to do. Is you know, you're you're there. You're doing a wee bit of dirty den activity. You know, you're getting a wank on a, on a camera, and then pilots are like, "I know it's going to make him feel really good. We're going to highlight the fact that he was pulling his tool of himself by drawing a giant dick in the sky." You know, that's 
I mean, it's definitely a, a sign of solidarity, to be fair, you know, and, and I respect that. But, I mean, listen, Aaron Butler is a guy who I'm sure is probably, you know, been caught with something like that before too. So, yeah, I think definitely there's an idea overlap there to some extent. But thank you for that question. Owen Kelly said, Oi, Dave. Sorry, got a wee bit excited there. Just wondering how come um, or how some of the guys from the Boytown podcast, Mock Calls, have been getting on during COVID. I imagine sales of Perry Comover's infamous meat books will have gone through the roof. Yeah, I mean, there were a lot of characters in Boytown. This is a problem that I have felt uh, recently that I've kind of like forgotten quite a lot of, of stuff, you know, and, and I think obviously this is probably really funny for a lot of you guys to listen to, but at the same time, it's my life and my health and it's a bit concerning that I just kind of forget things and like proper things I forget. Like it, that only last week, I fully forgot I was married and just was caught having sex with this businessman. It was, oh my God, really, really awkward, but I'd forgotten I was married and I'd forgotten I was a heterosexual as well and I hate when that happens. Um, but we, we got through it. It's all right. But genuinely, I have forgotten like a lot of things, um, and it's been kind of a bit of a worry of late. But I honestly can only remember Perry Comover's meat books. Um, I, it was Perry Comover the really old man. Yeah, yeah, that's all I remember all together. He was an old man. I remember a guy called Richard System. Was he a DJ? Maybe. Um, I also remember that's it. Really, Richard System, Perry Comover the very old guy, and that's it. Really. You know, do you remember any other characters, Ben? Master Light. How could you forget Master Light? Master Light was just a guy who really wanted to put on light shows, which was a great highlight and for Shane's me. Shane's guy was doing all the bookings. Shane's guys like to book a lot of things. I mean, that was a highlight of Boytown, the phone calls. I mean, I think that was part of the demise of Boytown, really, was when we stopped doing the segments. Tweetback went first because Shane obviously is too much of a famous public figure to embarrass himself by tweeting to all, you know, obviously the level of fame that he has. It would be remiss to do such a thing. So obviously that went out the window and then he didn't want to do the phone calls in case he wanted to, like, I don't know, book himself into, like, some of these high-class hotels, you know, obviously with with uh, security and stuff to look after him too. So maybe that's where that went by the wayside. And then next thing you know, Boytown's gone. So, you know, and cheers for the question, but also never mention Boytown in this podcast again. It's going to be like Voldemort. I'm never going to mention it by name again. Boytown is done. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of being asked about it. I'm, I wish I'd never done it, apart from the fact that I met you, Ben, sorry. Um, other than that, yeah, it's in my past. I'm just moving on. Lisa Morrow said, hello, Papa Bear. I hope you've been good this week. Yes, very kind. Thank you. I don't know why I'm giggling at that. It was just a really genuinely sincere statement that I didn't expect. Hope you're doing well. Thank you. Yeah, I'm doing good. Although it looks like Festive Nights Out will be paused this year, I'd be keen to hear some of your key steps to having a decent Christmas night out. What beverages would you be consuming? Uh, Where's your venue of choice? Who would you be celebrating? Who would be with you celebrating Glorious St. Nick? Peace and love. First of all, Lisa... Thank you for the sincere statement at the start of that question. I really enjoyed that uh, thoroughly, and I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm going to cry now. I don't know. It's really hit me in the in the emotions. Um, but you know what? A good Christmas night out, first and foremost, there's two ways you can do Christmas. You can either be like, I'm not doing any of this shit. I'm not going to be a Christmas jumper again. Just get into it. Go for it. Let loose. See, at Christmas time, 
no holds barred people just do whatever they want it's wild you can be out for a night out you can like again forget you're married and just shag your boss that's what Christmas is all about you can shag your boss you can keep shagging them you just keep shagging your boss into the new year meeting them in, in hotels bringing them upstairs shagging them you get a you get a burner phone you keep messaging them you know just like let's let's meet up go to a car park and shag and that's all Christmas you keep shagging and like you could potentially be shagging your boss for four to five years and then every Christmas you'll be like oh remember when this started as just an office bit of shagging and now we're fully having an affair you've had a kid and I've, yeah, it's it's just shagging or be like me if you go with the boss that I have who's a guy you don't have kids you just kind of have creamy poos but it's fine that's what you can do and that is Christmas but failing that if you don't want to shag your boss what you can do at Christmas you get a Christmas jumper on you head for a nice Christmas dinner you go somewhere with the whole say your group of friends so say it's it's your group of friends you have so if it was me and I was going out with my group of friends I'd just be by myself I would just go out I would get dressed up for Christmas I'd go to somewhere where there's something along the lines of a Christmas dinner you know you go somewhere where it's like a sit down Christmas dinner with that you'd have some wine my Christmas drink is Bailey's. I love to drink Bailey's at Christmas because it's a nice drink. It's weird to drink the rest of the year round because people think, again, if you just drink Bailey's as your drink of choice, soft in the head. So I would go somewhere, have a Bailey's. I'd probably have a port as well. You know, I'd have some turkey. I'd have some stuffing, some ham. Um, pull a cracker with, with somebody. Um, and you know what I don't like? One thing, this is how you judge a person. A shit person, somebody that grabs the cracker in the actual middle of the cracker fuck those guys see if they do that you've got my permission to just take your other hand and lamp them in the face and go you're a fucking piece of shit unless it's your boss in which case you shag them and it's fine but I would say do that then what you do you, you I mean you have to go to the Christmas market I've said it before it's tacky it's unoriginal but it's Christmas you need to go there you need to the only time of the year go somewhere where you'll drink a gallon of, of special brew you know, your mind will go, your liver will actually be hurting as you're drinking it. You need to go there, do that, then go and get some mulled wine from another stall. Eat um, a pancake, get that into you, have some 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 pulled pork. Ask the guy, here's a wee, a wee tip as well, see if you're the content of the market in Belfast. Say to the guy that's doing the spit roast, say, cut me the snout of the pig. Nobody wants to eat the snout of the pig, but I always do. I say, cut the snout of the pig. And I don't get him put in a bat, but just chew it. Because that shows people what I'm all about. And a lot of times people go, that just shows you you're really drunk and inappropriate. And I go, absolutely. Then what you do, you elbow a few kids out of the way, hop in the snow globe, get your photo taken with your deck out. That's always great banter. And then you just go end up in Thompson's garage at about 7 o'clock by yourself crying. And then by the time everyone else gets into Thompson's, you'll have been sick. You'll have done a shite. You'll probably have just sobered up, had a real bad hangover, a lot of regret probably shag your boss in that time and then you'll be ready to party again when everyone else hits Thompson's get into the toilet get some drugs into you boom happy Christmas you filthy animals that's what I do but once again Lisa thank you for the real sincere genuine heartfelt start to that question really really appreciate it 8 Star said hey Dave if you could describe your own teenage style what would it have been shit I would have said um, my teenage style was I was I think everyone's just a wee fruit when they're a teenager like I don't think anyone looks back in their teenage years and goes I had a lockdown like I saw some photos of me as a teenager I pointed sideburns I had tips in my hair I was wearing a fluorescent green polo shirt with a collar popped obviously and a sweatband up around here like what the fuck like see if I saw that guy now 
you know, walking down the street, I would push him in front of traffic, you know, accidentally just bump into him and kill him. You know, that's what I would do. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't a good style. Um, I also didn't have a beard, which I never have had a nice face. So at least the beard covers half of that up. So, I mean, if I look back and I'd say if I did have a beard when I was a teenager, you know, I could have grown one because obviously I'm a pubic beast. But um, if I had a beard when I was in school, let's just say... I would have been shagging a lot of teachers, probably, you know, because teachers would have looked at me and gone, that's a guy in the, you know, prime of his life, and, you know, I would have had a beard. I would have probably had a Prince Albert and all, too, because teenagers do. And, yeah, it would just been, you know, shag your boss, shag your teachers, shag your friends, shag your friends' parents, just shag everyone. Why am I talking about shagging so much here? Oh, I think it down this fucking rabbit hole of shagging. But, yeah, I definitely... Um, was a big virgin really so I don't know why I'm talking about shagging as a teenager Christopher Porter the other week I was so embarrassed to leave all my beer bottles in the recycling bin to be emptied and the whole of Glen Gormley hear the crash of glass into the lorry sounding like the Europa Hotel's windows getting blown out in one of its many bombings so when I went to my local Tesco bottle bank to join the other beer overindulgers of the week and to dispose of the evidence being environmentally friendly disregarding the fact that I drive a 17 year old 2 litre diesel car <laughs> I turned around to put the cardboard box in the cardboard recycling bin and lo and behold, there's no cardboard recycling bin. Fuck's sake. What I want to know this week is what day-to-day life things are illogical and really grind your gears. Um, first and foremost, I want to say about the, the recycling uh, of bottles. I actually have written a bit of stand-up about that recently because I went out for an early morning walk one day and all the neighbours' bins were out, all the bottle bins were out, and I just found myself, you know, looking into them, like, <laughs> hooking into the bins, being like, oh, didn't know, didn't know you had a problem. <laughs> you know, I was going, oh, you kept that one under your hat, you know? And I guess there was one you looked being like, oh, I thought you were a green Carlsberg drinker, not a golden one. You know, so you see, you see a lot about people from their... Uh, from their their empty bottle, their empty bin, but ball bin. Yeah, you see a lot about people from that. I personally am not a big drinker at all, other than modest beer, which I recycle, um, sensibly. But um, yeah, I just I just like to look at my neighbours who present themselves as real level headed, you know, clean living people, and just look in their bottle bin and you just see fucking seven balls of Buckfast. I go, oh why? I love that. And you think to yourself, please don't strike your partner, whatever you do. Um, but it's nice to know that. And I like that you are sneaky about it, which you admit you have a problem. I like I like that a lot, Chris. You bring your, your beer bottles to, to dispose of them on the sneak. That's the start of a problem, and I like to see that. Um so what I would say, what what day-to-day things that are illogical and annoy me. People ringing your bells now whenever they're leaving Amazon. Just fucking set it in the step. I'll look. You know, I always look. I don't, I don't need you ringing the bell. I've got two babies in the house. They're fucking sleeping. See how my kids wake up. Nothing annoys me more. Speaking of illogical, I do look at both my kids as well and go, why have I done this to myself? Like, fuck's sake, I can't ever play my PlayStation anymore. Because these two fucks, these two bastards, well, one of them's a bastard, one isn't. Um, So it's kind of not fair to call them both that. But yeah, that's a problem. But um. What else did I not like? Oh, there was something that really annoyed me this week. And I like, I can't even remember what it is. Which is annoying itself because I've been drinking again. Ah. Um, what is it? <sighs> I can't remember. 
Ben, remind me, write, write this down, remind me what annoyed me, what day-to-day illogical thing annoyed me, because I do want to talk about this, because there's been a few things that have baffled my mind this week, and I've just stood and gone... You know, if you want to, some of the things I would say that are baffling is whenever, you know, your wife or partner or whatever will half do something, like we'll finish a yogurt and bring it from like the living room and just set it on the kitchen counter. Like, it's in the bin, you know, just do, if you're going to bring it and set it there, just, you know, drop it in, things like that. But um, there's something you've really annoyed me there, Chris. God damn it. Um, I'm just going to move on before I get real agitated and bite the microphone. Calm Rooney has said, Dave, obviously it came as a huge surprise earlier in the week on a lowbrow podcast to find out you had a past, had collaborated with Cisco in your youth, which is actually a true story. Is there anyone else you would like to collab with, for example, uh, dating show boils deep with Susan Boyle, or maybe Biden time with Joe Biden, where you and him work through your bucket lists. No, if I was to do anything with Joe Biden, Biden, my time would be I'd try to bide my time to stop him murdering loads of innocent people in the Middle East. But you know he's not going to listen to me because I'm just a silly comedian from Northern Ireland. You know, so he's just going to rat a tat tat his way through the Middle East again. As you all know by now, listen, we'll be getting the merch out. It'll be Joe Biden's face. Gun, rat a tat tat, Ben, get that sorted. Um, but what, um, who would I like to collaborate with that I think would be good on the podcast? Ooh, I feel like, I feel like if he wasn't dead, Dr. Harold Shipman would have a lot to contribute to the podcast. I mean, I feel like he has, you know definitely got a sly element to him in terms of he's murdered hundreds of people and I think you know to have another sly fella on the podcast would would make it or if you wanted to have like a a sly woman you know obviously in times where you have to you know look at diversity and I mean I'm a guy who is welcoming and open to all people of all um creeds genders um not religions because duh um but you know that's fair so i mean if you wanted to bring a sly woman on board and you wanted to get her on board with you know a bit of a bit of a gimmick for the podcast you get slyra hindley on board you know she'd be really good because she of course murdered a lot of people as well and i mean I'm just going to move on because I could go down a dark wormhole here but I don't want people to think uh, I'm really having a breakdown Johnny Bo what age will you tell your kids that Santa doesn't exist and do you feel bad for lying to them what do you mean what does he mean check yourself Johnny that's a weird question to ask don't what you're fucking saying Santa does exist you idiot and he comes down my chimney every year. I have to get the toilet roll and the, the fucking UV light out to make sure it's all cleaned up. But he is real. All right. Wormball, what's your number or even thoughts on a new number system for lockdown 2.0? Now, what he's done is attached something here. Your quarantine number is the number of times that you've masturbated minus the number of times that you've cried. And um, Well, I've not cried. Um, so you wouldn't take away any number you've cried. So probably about... Ballpark to 100, I guess. Um, Daniel McTurnan, what's your favourite crisp? Bacon fries, I would say, are my favourite crisp. Because 
you ne- you never just eat a like. Do you ever do you ever eat bacon fries, Ben? Like you would never just go to the shop and buy bacon fries, would you? You bacon fries are synonymous with a good time. Like you only eat bacon fries if you're in the pub with your mates having a ball, and you never eat bacon fries like this in the packet. You never you never do that with bacon fries. When you have bacon fries, you get them and you open the packet and you say share. This is friendship share. Now, which is a problem. That may be dead now because of coronavirus. You may no longer be able to just open up a bag of crisps at a table with your mates. You might have to be... You know, there's another problem. If people want to be COVID deniers or whatever and say there are greater problems than coronavirus, you could be increasing a fat pandemic because you have to have people individually eating full packets of bacon fries going forward. That would be what I would, would stand for. If I was a politician, I'd be saying, listen... You need to let men finger each other's bacon fries, all right? That, that's one thing that we need to believe in. We need to drink beer, finger bacon fries, shag our bosses, and just have a really good time. Um, Mark Beggs has said, good morning, Papa Love Muscle. The Undertaker is retired from WWE after 30 years of being dead. If you could face one man in a squared circle, who would it be? Brother. Um, I mean... And what does it, I assume he means wrestle, if I could meet a wrestler. Probably The Undertaker, you know, because he's an old dude now, and he's, since he's retired, and he's probably like 70, I just kick him in the pills and beat him like. Um, but no, I've never really thought about that, who would like to wrestle. Um, your dad, probably. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. Uh, the liquor junkie has said, has the internet, oh wow, is it deep. Has the internet ruined our innocent enjoyment of life? This is a theory a lot of people have that the internet has ruined everything. But let's not forget the... I need to go and see somebody about my voice break. And let's not forget that the internet has all, is also a tool. It's like the great prophet Spider-Man once said, with great power comes great responsibility. If you use the internet wisely, it's a great tool. If you overuse it, if you you know, that's a problem. But I definitely think that it's taken some of our innocence away, maybe. You know, because, I mean, I did start watching porn when I was six. And the internet probably wasn't even a thing then. But listen, I was resourceful. Um, but yeah, I definitely think it's take it's made us lazier, probably because we just everything's at our fingertips now. So there is an argument for that. But listen, we're all about positivity in this podcast. Nothing negative or slies ever said on it. So uh, we'll just power on. Phil McSee said, "Urgent question for the love of God, Dave, help us out." What's the prime date for putting up our Christmas decorations? Should people be hounded for showing cheer too early? No, Phil. Get them up. Get it up early. Ben's going home to smack his missus and say, fucking tree's going up. And I mean, not in the face, just in the bum, because that's how he plays it. And we're not about domestic violence in this podcast. But he's going to go in, he's going to slap his wife in the jacksey and say, the Christmas tree's going up, daddy's home. Woo! You up for that, Ben? Sure. Yes, he's doing it. Go ahead. Happy fucking Christmas. Yeah, so go up there. Phil, get your Christmas decorations up, get your baubles out, shag your boss and have a fucking Merry Christmas. Jamie Harrison has said, what, in your opinion, is the worst thing that's happened in 2020? For me, it's the the global coronavirus pandemic thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that um, is possibly it. Yeah, I don't think the coronavirus will be topped as the shittest thing in 2020. You know, that is really bad. Sean Connery dying is pretty sly as well, but thankfully... For COVID, it wasn't a big deal. Sean Connery passing has just kind of been forgotten about, which is great because I love Sean Connery. And I'm sure in a couple of years, I'll just wake up in the middle of the night and go, oh, shit, and then miss him, you know. So RIP, Sean. Um, and last but not least, Michael Curry said, hey, Dave, why is every MLA suddenly being referred to as a clown recently? Fuck's sake. You know what? They're all fucking clowns, and clown's an insult. You know, clown... Um, 
the clowns are really are, are a lot of guys who are vulnerable soft in the head dudes that wear makeup and try and make people laugh you know in many respects um, our politicians don't try and make anyone laugh they just are fucking laughing stock and they're a total embarrassment and uh, yeah let's not talk about politics in this podcast this is not the place to come speaking of come I am ready to come home nothing sexual there just ready to come home I'm ready to see my family I'm ready to go to bed I'm having to come down from a sugary coffee Ben needs to go home Fucking put his Christmas decorations up. Guys, I've said it before. Subscribe to the Patreon. There's 40 other podcasts up there. Other bits and bobs. Sly Guy Podcast um, at patreon.com. Also, check out all my wonderful sponsors. you got Manscaped for 20% off. Use code SLYGUY at checkout at manscaped.com. You've got Bebe Adriano's in Bangor, the Gold Coast. Northern Ireland's number one Mexican establishment. I 10 out of 10 recommend. And I want you to try it too. I actually want to do a major shout out actually as well while we're at it. I got um, a little message on the Patreon this week as well. Speaking of Bebe Adriano's Mexicanos from Andy Moore. And you know what he said, Ben? He said, Dave, good shout out on Bebe Adriano's and Bangor called in for a few dirty cock and cow boxes for me and the other half the other night made sure I repped Sly Guy of course have a good weekend mate I appreciate that you know what I mean there's one happy customer of Bebe Adriano's get there too and try it and of course listen we got modest beer look at this one two three modest beers and look this is probably sneaking on the camera but I don't even care there's more and you know what's so great about that modest have a range this is the Sean Connery one. Happy RIP Sean. Um, they've got lovely, delicious IPAs. Lovely, delicious beers. Go check out Modest Out. It's a brand I stand by. They've been our OGs since day one of the Sly Guy podcast. Go out and support Modest. If you use any of these products, especially this, tag us on Instagram. We'll share it out. That's all good. If you haven't already rated and reviewed the podcast, please do. That helps us getting the right direction we're going we're moving forward myself and Ben are really buzzing with the, how the podcast has been received since he's come on board again we need to get him some sort of accommodation that's not a hostel accommodation or on the street so please support the podcast support Ben he's got a family his wife abuses him and he needs all the support you can get and if Ben can get that support and you support the podcast I will give him my swastika projector to celebrate Christmas guys We'll be back next week, not in this studio, but in my house for the lockdown two-week siesta of the Sly Guy podcast. Guys, take care of yourselves, love each other, and stay sly. What a weird way to sign that off. Let's bet stay sly. I mean, hey, maybe we'll do that going forward. Who cares? I'm the Sly Guy.